All right. We're I think back. we got it. We are yes, back. Sir. We are back. It feels like forever. Doesn't it? It's like all of a sudden it feels like it's been a long time. It does, actually. Weird. All right. Can you hear me okay? Everything everything good? Everything good. Yeah. Everything good on my end? We, we good? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Everything looks good. I like your angle better this week. Did you Did you notice last week you had your baseball cap up way high? Like that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you look like I, a, a duck-billed platypus. I, could, I couldn't see. Yeah. I, you know me, man. I'm all, I'm all about the visuals. I was gonna say. I know you could care less. <laughs> I mean, I I probably was trying to see my eyes because at some of the angles, my I'm still having issues with my laptop, and I have to get a new one, so I'm still using my phone. And depending where I am, the angles can be a little off. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes I can't see my like it like it just looks like my whole face is dark, and I was probably trying to get some light in there, but yeah, who knows. Yeah, Who you knows? might have been because you you were you were like smashed up against it. So yeah, yeah. You might, that might have been exactly what you were trying to do, just so you could see the screen. And probably not even paying attention to what it looked like, right? You're probably like, ah, I need some. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I had I had uh, I don't know if I told you about this or not. So with that episode with Jeff Morrow, um, right. by the way, so so happy he could join us, and that was really awesome to be able to have him on just before Super Hole. Yeah. Um, and man, was he a character? Wow. I mean, that understates everything, but, uh, right. but so during that entire episode, this, this can doing this podcast, this continues to be my, the, the biggest anxiety I have is the technical issues like right now, oh, right? I'm Everything's sure. fine. Right. Everything's fine. You, you look good. You sound good. I'm not glitching out. I'm not freezing. I don't know if I told you this. So stop me if I did. We could joke about it because, um, you thought about, you thought, you thought your you thought everything was down, right? Like he because he, he froze. Were... Jeff Morrow yeah. froze. He didn't on my end. Yeah, and it was. Just, I mean, it was just like it was like ninety seconds into what turned out to be about a forty-five minute interview. He's frozen, <laughs> right. right? I mean, he he right. is dead, dead frozen. And but you're not saying anything, and and you sound <laughs> and you sound great. You sound fine. And and other than the duckbill platypus look. <laughs> Hey man, <laughs> yes, that was so hilarious. But no, seriously, you look good. You sounded good. He he um he wasn't saying anything, but I could only pick up about fifty percent of what he was saying. Wow. So it, 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 it kind of you know when it gets starts yeah. to pixelate like that, that's kind yeah. of what it sounded like. That's been so my the, whole thing. Yeah, that's you need to get a new laptop because that's how everything started with me. And then I couldn't really. Then I was two seconds behind, and it sounded like that. And then eventually, right. it just nothing. So, all right. So huge anxiety moment for me, right? Because I keep thinking to myself, cause it happens from time to time. You'll freeze out. I'll freeze out, you know, but then right. it comes back. And so I was right. like, okay, no big deal. I'm not going to panic. I'm just going to like, come back. But then right. it didn't come back. And then, and you still weren't saying anything and he kept talking and you, and you two were laughing. I was trying to pick up what I could. And I'm like, okay, obviously <laughs> this is on my end. Right? right. So I'm like, I'm like furiously like, like trying to, you know, do buttons and stuff here with, with our, with our platform to see if I could change anything and nothing's getting any better. And now all of a sudden we're 10 or 15 minutes in and it's going great. And Jeff's talking, you're laughing. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I can't do anything now. I can't stop it. Yeah. You know, I can't just stop the show. Well, so I'm like, what the, I'm like, God. so we just let it roll. Crazy. Cause, Cause like you couldn't tell on our end that you weren't like all there. I hope you not, were still chiming in. You still ask questions. Huh? I literally was dying inside. <laughs> because you know a lot of times like if, if you if you look if you look back on it now and no one looks at it this way only, only you know you're, you're your own biggest critic right right so so only i look at it this way but every question that i asked him really didn't have anything to do with what he just said 
You know, and a lot of yeah. times we've talked about trying to be better listeners and I try to wait and maybe gauge one of my questions off of what he's saying and like a follow up. Most of my questions had nothing to do with what he was talking about because yeah. I couldn't pick it up. But, but, you didn't but know. Then, yeah. to wrap it all up and then we'll move on because this is boring. But uh, so so my biggest fear was is that once we said goodbye to him, I was going to download the episode. Right. And it was all going to be just look like shit. Right. I mean, just pixelated. The audio was going to be terrible. And so I'm like, I'm literally like anxiety to the nth degree. Right. Download right. the show. I go to play it back and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, maybe it's going to be OK. And I play it back. And sure enough. Not one glitch what whatsoever. Wow. It was totally, totally on my end. So I'm glad I didn't stop it because then I would have just yeah. looked like an idiot. I mean, and he was funny. He was so good. He was. That's why I didn't want to stop it. He was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so and, what I did and, was, yeah. and, and this this won't help your computer, your issue, because I think I think yours literally is like a software glitch or something or hardware it's glitch. Done. Yeah, I think it didn't get put together well, but yeah. With mine, we'll see what happens today. But what I found was... I mean, my computer is about eight years old. It's a, it's a Mac. I mean, it's a MacBook. I mean, it's it's really in yeah. great shape and it still works for the most part. Um, but what I found was my memory was super low. So I went through and cleaned out everything. I cleaned out a bunch of junk email, a bunch of downloads. Yeah. Um, my daughter had tons of downloads from, you know, switching phones. You download everything on your computer. So all that, a lot porn. Of that stuff on all yeah. the porn. Yeah, got rid, got rid of all that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, now that my daughter's listening to that, yeah, she'll enjoy that. <laughs> but no, so so you'll put all that onto a thumb drive, not the porn, the pictures. And um, and now and now so 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 far this week, knock on wood, um, yeah, right, simulated wood. It seems mm -hmm. to be working now that I cleared it off. So we'll see what happens today with our guest and see if it. Uh, see if it rolls but right on man i uh right. what hey What's what up? do you think about what do you think about tridelphia west virginia what are your Never thoughts that's it. where we're huh how did how the hell i was telling my neighbor because i ran into <laughs> her yesterday when i was walking the dog and she said are you traveling this weekend i said yes yeah. i'm just going up to pittsburgh and back real quick and she's she said oh pittsburgh's nice i'm like wow i'm like yeah, you know, that's the easy answer, right? When you just kind of right. want to move on. And and she started talking about Pittsburgh. I'm like, ah, actually, we're not going to be in P Pittsburgh. We're going to be in Tridelphia, West Virginia. She's like, where is that? I'm like, I have no freaking idea. How do, yeah. how do we end up in Tridelphia? I have no idea. I think whoever put this uh, open shootout series together, uh, it's the same company. The facility we're going into is the same company that owned that place that we were just in in Chicago. Oh, so that I was a nice I, place. I liked it. Yeah, so I think it's one of those kind of deals. But, you know, that's a long way out to try to get leagues for stuff. I mean, Tridelphia, I looked at the map. I mean, we're not close to anything up there. No. We're in between Pittsburgh and Wheeling, West Virginia. It's, yeah, it's no. a it's a hike j just from the airport to Tridelphia. Yeah. yeah. So, so did you look into it? Is there anything there at all? Like any, anything to do? I, I mean, not really. I, I would assume... We go in, I get there Thursday morning, we load in, I'm sure we'll try to find someplace to eat, go to bed, and then we're working Friday, Saturday, and then we leave, right? So, yeah, it's, it's not like we're going to be there that long anyway. Yeah. But still, Tridelphia, what's up? I know. We'll see. We'll see on Friday. We'll Hopefully on Thursday, anyone out there watching, if you know anything about Tridelphia, West Virginia, please hit us up on the borderline. What, what's, our, yeah. what's, our, what's our email, Jeff? I don't know. I forgot it. It's been so freaking long. 
and no one ever no one ever emailed it so i, I don't know no one literally no one uses it literally Bernie, not one i think I, I think i got one email from google saying welcome you know whatever our whatever email you know welcome to google and i think that was it not like I mean, not can, even can, my mom not not, not one, yeah not, not one to complain i mean nothing no we got yeah. zero emails. Zero. So I can't I can't even tell you what the email address is. Literally zero. Well, if you add the five likes we've gotten on Instagram, man, we are rolling right now. Yeah. We yeah. The, show, the show's getting big. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, yeah. Man, yeah, what are we trending. gonna do? We're trending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before our guest gets on, do we do we want to get back to doing Jeff and Ber- uh, meet Jeff and Bernie? Sure. Sure. Do do you uh, I've got I've got one for you. All right, hit me. Hit me. Unless you want to start. No, no, go ahead. Okay. Why in the hell during the broadcast do you run up and down the court? You can't see from where I'm at back there. You can't see the boards. So like the reason they had someone else DJ, like because if I'm announcing the score, I have to see what's going on. And with all the cameras and where they have everyone set up, you, Trey, everything else, I can't see the boards. And so, quite frankly, I noticed, I, I, I noticed, I noticed you're, you're like, you're like, so, so back when I was in local TV, you yeah. always, you always, um, shoot with the action coming at you. Yeah. Right. So anytime I was like, anytime I was shooting football, I'd yeah. always be, you know, I'd, I'd always have the players coming at me and that's kind of what you were doing. Like as soon yeah. as they'd switch sides, you'd, you'd go sprinting down to the other end and I see you go fly in the back. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? I would, it's because you can't, you literally can't see. I mean, usually it's not both boards, but usually one of the boards is completely covered. And then I'm completely dependent upon Sean and or Josh to give me the score right. Yes. Not a problem there, but sometimes they get confused and something happens. I mean, it's still like we still had a glitch uh, this, you know, two weekends ago, but I'm yeah. trying to do that so I can announce the score as it happens and then move down and not have to depend on them to give me a right answer. And if I want to be silly, I can say stuff. It just it gives me freedom to move around. The reason I had to run so much in Chicago is we had the greatest boom camera operator of all time. Yeah. That guy had that thing going every. So I had to run. I, I had to run before it would come down because he would have it come all the way down to shoot yes. the next shot. And so yeah. I had to beat it down there before he brought it down or I had to run all the way back around where he was. Okay. So right, that's, that makes sense. I just, you I'm know doing. what? Can I, can, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I, th- I thought maybe that it had something to do with, with like your anxiety and the crowd. And I thought, wow, no. this, maybe this is a cool way for him to like, you know, run back and forth, stay engaged, beat it, no. you know, and, and just I'd be cool. Because no, literally, no. literally, I mean, literally yeah. Trey and I can see you like all, all of a sudden, you know, we're sitting here broadcasting and all of a sudden there goes Bernie. And then just trying to, trying to see what's going on. That's all that is because where they have us. Yeah. Where they have us every time minimum one board is completely covered from view. Can't see it. And sometimes both. So the only way yeah. to see what's going on, I have to get up and move. Yeah, that that totally makes sense because I'm having the same problem. And as much as I love sitting next to Trey in our post COVID, oh right, when you have to look over, yeah, they you know where they've got you know they they have a table now. It's almost like broadcasting a basketball game from the right. from the end line at right. one at one basket. And so with with the with the uh, you know with the posts right there. 
I yeah. can't really see that board unless I sque- until, unless I sneak all the way over to the side. But the problem right. is, is that either there's a camera guy there, the handheld camera guy is there, or it's the it's the hand, you know, because we get a guy who's on the court, right, who's chasing around yeah. the players, you know, on his chair, zooming around, yeah. getting all the players, which is a great shot. But he's got a cord attached to that. Right. And so he can't move by himself. He has to have a guy, you know, a gripper, you know, basically a guy right there who's who's handling the cord for him. So if it's not yeah. the camera guy, then it's the cord guy who's there by the board. And if it's not either one of them, then yeah, then it's the jib guy bringing the jib camera all the way down, kind of getting yeah. in there. And it just sits right here, right? Yeah. So I can't <laughs> see shit. I cannot yeah. see that board at all. And now, yeah. and now we don't have, and, and now we don't have the uh, iPad on the, on the, uh, on the main broadcast cord anymore. Right. So a lot of times I would use that. You know, a lot of times Josh would be out there so I could see what the score was. It's there. But if the it's board there, gets messy and, and there's yeah, a camera there, I can't. I can't tell what's going on. Yeah, it's it, it's there. It's just it's always right in front of that other where 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 Sean that table is. It's right there and it's facing out to the crowd. Because remember, it used to be facing back towards us back yes, at the house. Which now yeah, faces, so I can see it. Now yeah, now it faces out towards the crowd. Damn it. I mean, look at us trying to help the crowd out. Why would we right? do that? <laughs> I mean, it's just, but I mean, it, we had to do something, you know, because we, like, I was completely dependent on whomever is scorekeeping. And then there's a delay. And then you don't want to say something in the middle of people, but yet they want to know, especially in the shootout series, what round it is, what's going on, you yeah. know. And, and we, we just needed me to be more engaged because literally there's times when you can't see, I mean, you, all you can see is people are standing there and you can see them. They're throwing stuff back and forth, but you can't see where it's landing or any of that stuff back there. Yeah, so I, I so can see the to... other end. I can normally see the other end. Okay. Yeah. But my end, I can't, I can't hardly see it all. First world problems, bro. First world problems. Hashtag cornhole <laughs> broadcast problems. <laughs> yeah, people, people are going to be like, so what? So yeah, what? What get, get over yeah. it. Well, when the board gets muddled, the score, the score would be the, the score that yes, and, and you're right. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, with football, pretty easy, you know, pretty easy to to know what's going on and tell what's happening. Basketball, you can see every time the the you know basketball goes in. It's it's complicated with cornhole. You're right. When the board what, gets ugly, it's complicated. And what is the deal that I'm pretty decent with that type of math and usually pretty quick? Can't do it. I know, Just I can't suck. do it. Like apparently, my ability to add and subtract gone. Like, thank just, you for saying that. Seriously, I, mean, I, I love you. I, I love difficult. you. I love you even more now for saying that. If it's, it's not so that difficult, freaking can't hard do it. for me. Right? Like, like, like I, when it gets it's hard, it's hard for me. Yeah, it, it's hard for me when I'm just playing and not having to broadcast and listen to any producers or directors. You know, if, you, if, you if add, they've got, yeah, that on top. If, if they've got all their bags and it's all over the hole, someone throws an airmail, you see a bag go in, you see maybe one go off, and you're not really yeah. sure. And it's like, I don't, what? I can't do that math. I have no idea what that is right there. God, and yet these guys, like... the players, the players look at it for like two seconds. That's ah, two. And they've, they've got it down. Like they know yeah. that math. Like, it, yeah, they've got it. God, we it's sound crazy. like such little bitches right now, don't we? We do. We sound like <laughs> dumbasses because I mean, <laughs> I it, it can't be that hard, right? I know we do. Let's bring this segment to an end. Let's get to our guest. You ready? <laughs> Seriously. All right. Uh, our guest today is going to be no surprise whatsoever. So this dude is an elementary school PE teacher from Union Mills, Indiana. Um, he, believe it or not, learned how to play the sports of cornhole by watching YouTube videos about two or three years ago and then just practiced his ass off. 
He also spent five years as a professional wiffle ball pitcher. We'll talk about that. I, I uh-huh. think, he, you know, you know why I don't like this guy? I think he's one of those guys that you meet at the bar and he wins at everything. You go play darts, he's going to kick your ass in darts. You play wiffle ball, he's going to kick your ass in wiffle ball. You play pool, you, you know what? He's one of those guys, I think, that no matter what he does, he's good at, right? But anyway, so he watched YouTube, learned how to play cornhole, and now he sweeps Chicago, becomes just the third player in history, in ACL history, to sweep a national uh, in singles and doubles, and he's also tied now uh, with Alex Rawls for the number one ranking in the world please welcome to borderline our special guest this week mark richards and shelby shelby's with us too yeah hey guys the song guys appreciate it yeah you're all right so mark and Shelby, maybe maybe shelby this is a better question for you is mark one of those guys who's just good at everything like no matter what he does i mean he he plays (laughs) long darts he's gonna kick your ass i gotta i gotta tell you i gotta jump in here I want to see what kind of stuff he's got on the on the wiffle ball mound. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I can yank that stuff deep. That's all I'm saying. Hey, no if way. The, if the wind's blowing out, you think you got it? I got it. My stuff moves a lot better when the wind's blowing out. Uh, come on, I got to <laughs> see it. Now, I I got so jealous the first time I saw that sport. I was like, man, where was that when I was younger? Like, where was it? I would have that. Yeah, it's blown up. I said, yeah, I, I I'm so upset. Bernie, Bernie, are you really are you legit good at wiffle ball? I'm good at everything, Jeff. I'm the person you were just describing. <laughs> Actually, you are I, the only sport it, it's I funny. can't play. The only sport I'm really bad at, honestly, golf and cornhole. The only two that I've never excelled in. It, it's funny. really hard to me. It, it's funny, I, and I know this show is supposed to be about you, Mark, but right now it's not. So, so back, to, back, to, back to Bernie. He truly is that dude. Like, like. So we go. We like. And I learned this probably two years ago. I think it was during COVID. We we were in Winter Haven, Florida, right, in the middle of nowhere, uh, in in Florida, and we find this dive sports bar, and it has golden tea, right. And and at this point, I realized Bernie, his his incredible ability to be good at just just random things, right. He kicks everyone's ass at golden tea. So yeah. he is he is kind of like he is kind of like that guy. If, right, if, so, if right. it's if it's not important, I'm usually pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I right, feel so, that. So Mark, Mark, what what are you best at? So I know I know you coached youth basketball, you played basketball, I know you're a pretty decent three-point shooter. We talked about wiffle ball, cornhole. So literally, what is your best sport? Uh probably ping pong. My dad uh he was he technically I think he got a scholarship to play at Ball State for ping pong. Um, he played on the club team. He's really, really good. And he taught me when I was probably like 13 years old. And I'm a I'm a really good ping pong player, too. Wait wow. a second. Wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. You said your dad could have gotten a scholarship. No, I think he might have like actually got a scholarship to play. At Go Ball Cardinals. State. Yeah. To play yes, ping sir. pong. Yeah. <laughs> Not tennis like ping pong. Correct. Yeah. Hey man, it's an Olympic sport, bro. Back yeah. off ping pong. Shelby, Shelby, do you win at anything? Does no. he let you ever win? No. Arguments. <laughs> she wins a jeopardy. I do win at arguments in jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, hey, hey, Mark, congratulations so much on your weekend uh, in you. Chicago. That was so much fun to watch, dude. I mean, we loved watching you play, loved watching you compete. Uh, the pressure didn't seem too much for you. You never seemed overwhelmed. 
you know, overwhelmed by the moment. Again, for those just tuning in, I mean, Mark won singles. He won doubles. He became the number one player in the world. He's an ACL rookie. Uh, the emotion really never got to until until you won, really. And, and you were standing there with Michelle on the sidelines while we were in commercial break. And uh, at that moment is when all of a sudden I just saw you break down and the tears. And I looked over and I saw Shelby. It was the same for you. So, so Mark, at that moment, like what was going through your mind? I mean, this whole weekend, you are steady Eddie, right? I mean, you are money. And then all of a sudden you just lose it. So what exactly were you thinking? And what was that moment like for you when you were standing there waiting to waiting to come on and do your interview with us? Yeah, it was a really cool moment for sure. Uh, honestly, just like the work, the work has paid off. Um, I practice uh, quite a bit. Um, I'm not going to say I, I practice the most out of all the pros, but um, I do put a lot of time into this, and um, it just it was a relief. It really was. It felt like the weight had finally came off my shoulders, and it was something that I wanted to get for a while now. And I to to get it finally, it just felt so good. Why why was why is cornhole so important to you? By the way, by the way, on top of all this, I forgot to mention that he also, and Bernie, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe that Mark became the first player um, to throw on the broadcast court a perfect game. That is I mean, incorrect. In the semifinals, you witnessed one from Josh Holland in the same broadcast, but Mark threw more bags in a row at 36. 36, okay. So that was so the most... Was yeah. Right. Wow. So, I mean, on top of it all, but why, 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 why Cornhole? Why did this mean so much to you? After so playing basketball, uh, the first 18, 19 years of my life, that it meant so much to me. Um, I've said multiple times I'm a big nerd and men's basketball fan. And basketball, being from Indiana, it's just so big. After I graduated from um, high school, you know, the only really thing that was in my life sports wise was wiffle ball, which meant a lot to me, but not like this. And if I wanted to do intramurals, I could, but I just I don't like intramurals at all. I don't like, you know, the way it's done, all that. So to be able to find something like this, um, I don't know. It's just so competitive. You know, it's televised. There's money involved. There's so many different things that come about cornhole. It's just, it means 10 times more than being a high school athlete. And I mean that. Wow. All right. I've got, I've got two questions for you. Two parter. Who was the first ACL analyst that said this Mark Richards and Philip Lopez Jr. guys, that team's going to be trouble? Who was that? Well, you 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 like to use the word trouble, so I'm going to go with you. <laughs> but no, all right. I, I'm always the jerk, right? Everyone knows that. As good as you are, Mark Richards, number one player in the world, what is your issue with the shootout series? Do you just not like round-limited formatted games? You know what? Um, I so far. You're so, I, don't, I mean, you're so I, good. You're so good. I, I'm surprised. I would think it would actually fit you because you don't miss a lot of bags. And then if you could get up two, four early, then you could just kind of wash out from there and you kind of roll. You know, the, in two things. So the first thing is I have to tell myself that I like I like the shootouts because if I go into it negatively saying, you know, I haven't had good success in this. I don't like these, you know, nothing good is going to come about it. The second right. thing is I don't, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think every, about every single game this weekend for singles, I started off being down. Right. So, you know, I don't think I've had the best starts in shootouts 
And I really think that plays a factor being round limited. You have to get off to good starts and stay consistent. Mm -hmm. It's very true. Wait, 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 wait a second, Bernie. I, I'm not, I just want to clarify something here. Yeah. So Mark, so you're saying having a positive attitude <laughs> makes, <laughs> makes a difference. Am I hearing that right? Oh, yeah. my Lord. And motivation from Bernie Neighbors. That helps out a little bit, too. <laughs> right. uh, wow. Bernie, how about that? Who knew? Somebody telling us that having a positive attitude uh, about sports uh, or life uh, makes a difference. Uh, how about the, that? The, the, uh, uh, come <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Apparently, we have some technical issues. Yeah. All right, Shelby, let's switch over to you. And, and the same question for you. So again, once once everything's done, the perfect game is over. He's tied for number one in the world. He's won both. I look over, and you've lost it probably even worse than him. I mean, is 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 there is it a moment of validation for everything? I mean, is was, was like like what was that moment? What was going through your head? You know what i I love being able to travel with him and and just kind of be there to support him. It's, it's a lot being there by yourself. Like there's, there's a lot of things to have to worry about. And I just kind of want to be, I always joke that I'm his manager, but like, I kind of mean it because I I'm kind of the one that does all the extra stuff for him. Cause I just want him to worry about playing, you know? And so I see day to day how hard he works and he goes to work Monday through Friday. And then he's after school, he's practicing for a couple hours. And he, I mean, he really busts his butt to, to do what he needs to do to be successful. And I know how bad he wanted it. He's talked about it ever since, I mean, ever since he started that, that, that winning a singles national was his goal, let alone everything we got in the weekend. But it just, it was kind of a moment of like, oh my gosh, this is actually happening. And it kind of just every, and I'm an emotional person anyways, don't get me wrong, but it just, everything kind of hit me at once. And then I saw him crying and then it made me cry more. And it was just, <laughs> I was a yeah. mess. <laughs> you, know, you know what I think, you know what I think is really interesting guys yeah. is that, is that, you know, I think sometimes people think that we're joking about this, but I think you guys are great examples because you're college basketball fans, probably college football fans. I'm assuming living in the Chicago area, you're probably professional sports fans, but I think this goes to show you. And that moment goes to show you that whether it is football basketball baseball or even a niche sports like cornhole that it matters mm -hmm. hard work determination competition matter i mean isn't that interesting i mean it you know that it, it doesn't matter that it's cornhole i mean you are competing at at the at the highest level of your sport and it matters and i think you had talked about like during our interview before either singles or doubles um that it's i mean to make it to a lot of people just see the broadcast, but to make it to the broadcast, it's a grind. I mean, it's yeah. not one or two games and you're there. I mean, it's four or five games and they're those half the time. Those are the closer games than what you even see on broadcast, you know? And so a lot of people don't even understand what had come before that. So when he was on the singles broadcast, you know, he had, he had won and then he had to turn right back around just like everybody else and play doubles and made it, you know, so it's, it is, it's a, it's a marathon. Well, what Mark? What what are you able to do? All right, look, because there are there are quite a few players. The first time they get to the broadcast, they all say, "Oh, it's no big deal. It's still twenty seven feet." Yada yada yada. But it's different with the lights. It's different when you can hear Jeff and Trey talking. It's very different. It doesn't seem to have an effect on you like it has on some other players. I would call them by name, but I'm not going to do that. But we've had a few that, like you're talking about, when they're out on the courts. They're, they're destroying people, right? They're just laying waste to the field. Then they get to that court and everything changes. 
it doesn't seem to have had a problem with you. Is that just your focus? Is it just, I'll, you know, whatever comes my way, I'll handle it then. You know, what, is it just your attitude? I mean, what, what's, what's allowed you to do that on that court? Yeah. So level of focus for sure. And I think like, you know, the three times I've been able to be on the broadcast, I'm so grateful for. And I just, I tell myself beforehand, like, there's a reason I'm, I'm going to be on here in five, 10 minutes. Like, why would I stop doing what I just did beforehand? Like, there's no reason to get nervous now. I mean, right. not to say if you're not nervous going into a broadcast, there's something wrong with you, but to be just <laughs> right. like full blown shaking. Um, I've never felt like that this weekend. I'm not going to lie. I felt like the boards were 25 feet instead of 27 feet. It just seemed like that hole was, was huge to me and it felt really good being on there. Well, that was definitely evident in your play. That's for sure. Yeah. And Mark, (laughs) you and I talked about this before that, that, um, and, and I've been to corporate seminars and obviously I've seen it in, in, uh, in athletics that the top levels of any sport have this insane ability to be able to focus and block everything out. So I, I know you're listening to music and you and I were joking that I think one time we talked, you're listening to country. Next time you, uh, we talked, you were listening to Drake. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what exactly is going through your head when you're playing, when you're in a moment like that, you're, you're on, you're, you're en route to 36 straight in the hole. I mean, what, what are your thoughts exactly when you're up there on stage? So I think I did a great job outside of being on the boards this weekend of, like when I'm away from the boards doing different things than thinking about cornhole. But while, while I'm on it, you know, doubles, uh, I got an amazing partner across from me and, you know, we play so loose together and so confident together. It, I just, I wanted to do so good for him, let alone myself doubles that, you know, Phil Lopez was the reason we won. Um, every time, you know, I would throw my four bags. I would just remind myself, like, I've got such a great guy down on the other end. And I'm not trying to get into a bromance thing here. But <laughs> I was going to say, do I we, do we so need, do we need Shelby offense. to leave the room for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> but no, he re- he really is. He's a great guy. Um, I, I wanted it. I'm not going to lie. I wanted it more this weekend um, for him than I did myself. It, it, it made me so happy. You know, I think when he finished up, um, at the other end, you just hear like, ah, like it was just so cool to see. That's awesome. Well, I mean, think about it. Josh Holland, right before you guys in, in the other semifinal, throws a perfect game. That's who Philip Lopez has to throw against. Mm-hmm. And so for him to be able to get you the bags back, either even from where you were or actually get a couple points on his end, goes a lot to what you're saying. I mean, I've I've called him uh, on, on one tweet, you know, the best number two in the game, and that's saying something when you have teams, you know, like a Jamie Graham and a Matt Guy, right? I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big compliment. But I think what I mean by that is he does – I don't know if this is going to come out right. I hope he doesn't get mad. But he kind of accepts the role that uh, of the two of you, there's a 1A, there's a 1 and a 1A and you're the one, and I think he accepts that role as his job is to kind of get the bags back to you, and that's not everybody can do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of good teams that you see out there play that they kind of struggle once one player's not kind of playing up to that to that level, and it's it's it's, it's pretty cool that he's willing to do that and kind of let you shine but because he knows he shines in the same way when you shine. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Any of that? Yeah. Did any of that make sense, Jeff? I don't know. I'm, I'm asleep. Are you done with your question know. yet? <laughs> <laughs> was I snoring? Was I drilling? Am I still talking? 
What is this? <laughs> and to add to that, honestly, um, so together we throw the um, the clothing brand. They have a shirt that says "We over I," and I think that might add to you know. Phil doesn't care, you know, if he throws a seven one game and I throw an eleven, or I throw uh, a six one game and he throws a ten. At the end of the day, all that matters is if we win. Right. Yeah. True. All right. Let's let's move on a little bit and talk about how this has changed. Um, if it's changed anything for you, um, and Mark, I guess we'll start with, with you first. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, it feels like cornhole is, is big. I mean, obviously we're on national TV and it seems like a lot of people are, are, are watching and, and there's a lot of attention on it. Has, has this win in Chicago and being on TV, I mean, we were on ESPN for four straight days. Mm-hmm. So has this attention affected your life personally at all? Oh my God. Tremendously. Um, the support that I got before this weekend, <laughs> um was was outstanding but after this weekend um the people that 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 reached out to me um was just i've never felt just so good to to do it for them um like people who don't even watch this were watching this weekend and just you know in awe of what we were able to do on the broadcast it was just an amazing feeling big question do your kids know do your students are they watching what you do? Um, there's there's one eighth grader. Um, his mom watches a lot, uh, but other than that, uh, I don't think they really get into it too much. No, I'm not going to lie to you. you, uh, you that's how, that's, it's okay. That's how we feel about this podcast, though. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Welcome. <laughs> By the way, don't be Welcome nervous. There's literally 13 people going to watch this on Thursday night. You should roll into your to your PE class with a whistle and just tell them like, "Hey, world champion, get on the line," and just make them run, make them run suicides until they admit they watch. Yeah, ask ask them what they're number one in the world at. What are you number one at? Punk. Yeah. You're laughing in dodgeball again. Beat yeah. it. Hey, hey, Shelby, how how is this how is this affected everything for for you guys? I'd love to get your perspective on it. I mean, you you were obviously intimately involved right there. I mean, you were you were on TV as well, and giving Mark a big hug, and like we said, you know, we caught we captured your emotion on on camera. So, how has this affected um, your life so far? Well, I'll go back. Like I know you had asked him about his students, so I'm a nurse, and I was I was supposed to work on the Fourth of July, and one of my really good friends there actually worked for me, so I could make sure that I was there to watch him. Um, and they were all texting me during the broadcast pictures of everybody together in the break room watching him play, watching like cause the camera was on me a few times, like watching me. They were sending me pictures like and they're like, this is so cool. Like, we're so excited. We get to watch, you know. So that was super cool because they I mean, they honestly ask. They ask me about it every day. You know, where are you guys going this weekend? What's going on this weekend? Like, what do you think about all this? So their support has been amazing. Um, but like. I mean, I don't, I'm sure you guys saw my family was there. My family, I think my, even my family just, they've all been tuning in. Like my, um, my Mima, it's my mom's mom. She was in um, physical, like a physical rehab because she had gotten pretty sick and was in the hospital and she was watching in her rehab and just stuff like that really meant the world to both of us. And, um, but he's had interviews with newspapers and so many different podcasts. And I mean, it's just the last two weeks has been insane. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You're, you're doing other podcasts? Yeah, what, what are you talking about? Other podcasts? What? 
There are other many, there are other cornhole podcasts. That is nonsense. I was going to say. <laughs> I'm not how sure how I feel about that. Do I get on this podcast? <laughs> I mean, oh well. Let me ask. What, what what kind of nurse are you, Shelby? Um, I'm a cardiac critical care nurse. All right. So, are you more nervous at work? As a nurse and a cardiac care nurse, or watching him play in the in the in the semifinals and finals two weeks so, ago. Good so question. That's an awesome question. We we were actually joking about this yesterday. I said, you know what? Anybody could drop down right now. Need to start CPR. I'd have no problems. But watching him makes my heart stop. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but in that situation, you know, I'm more so in control. Like I know what I'm doing. I I have control of the situation and. I have all the faith in the world in him that he's going to get the job done, but oh my gosh, is it horrible having to watch? <laughs> well, I got I got to tell you, there you've probably noticed by now that there are quite a few cornhole girlfriends and wives mm -hmm. that are kind of on tour with us. You seem to be one of the nicer ones, Mark. You should thank her for that because some of the ladies are pretty ruthless when their guys aren't playing too well. Yeah. I don't okay. know if you've All right. noticed that. All right, Bernie, we're trying to grow our audience. We're not trying to, as you, as you already mentioned, edgy. we are at about 13, maybe 14 right now. I'm what are you trying, trying to, to get that to single I want digits? Mad. Look, what are you, you get to be the good guy. You get to be the nice guy, man. I'll, I'll take it. We're trying to get people to listen. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm also one of those too. Like, I think he always talks about being so positive and I try to give that back to him. I can get pretty negative sometimes. And he always reminds me that I need to try to stay positive. So I'm always trying to make sure that I'm positive for him because I don't want to bring any of that negativity onto him while he's already got so much else to worry about. So I feel like that's kind of my role in the weekend is to man micromanage everything else and stay positive for him. So that makes you the smarter person then, right? Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> just oh, tell him. Awesome. Just tell him. You know, a, 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 a pessimist is nothing but an optimist with experience. That's all it is. <laughs> Disagree. I told him I'm such a worst case scenario person. And I think that's why Absolutely. I get so anxious watching him. Is because every worst case scenario is rolling through my head. You know, I'm, I'm, that's absolutely me. Mark, Mark, I, I, I envy I envy you so much, Mark, because I try to maintain a positive attitude. However, you now see what I'm dealing with behind the scenes. He's making it really difficult on me. It's I'm not rough, gonna lie. Man. He's making it's it really rough. difficult. I'm sure All you right. got a mute button behind your screen, Jeff. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Actually, I do. Just like that, Bernie's gone. All right. Now we can continue. Hello. <laughs> uh, that's such a great point, Mark. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, there you go. That was that was good. All right. Um, all right. So can we break the news? I mean, I know something else uh, that has really changed in your life. You talked about Mike Bray many times. For those who don't know, Mike Bray is the head basketball coach at Notre Dame. Terrific guy. I never had a chance actually to meet him in person, but I've seen him in interviews uh, countless times. I loved, I, I love his spirit. I love his energy. I love his optimism. I love the way he coaches his kids. He has been a, I guess you can say a role model for you. I know. And, and, and a mentor from afar. So can we break the news that, that apparently he's caught notice of you? Yeah, uh -oh. absolutely. I, uh, All right, tell, tell us how that happened. <clears throat> yeah. So I was able to, uh, she had something to do with it too. Um, but I was able to uh, have like a five minute phone call last night uh, with coach Bray. And it, it was uh, I'm not going to lie. People would say you're crazy, but that moment talking to him was arguably 
same or better than when I went on the broadcast. I'm not going to lie. I mean, pretty well, decent coach, except for where he was an assistant for a few years back in the day. <laughs> and he probably should have been head coach there too, but they got to give Notre Dame. <laughs> I cannot believe they didn't, you know, yeah, I won't even get into it. <laughs> so, so Mark, what about, for those who don't know, um, because there are people who, 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 there are a few people who watch the, the uh, podcast who didn't see the, the, uh, the actual network broadcast. Talk about why Mike Bray has been so influential in you as a basketball player, as a youth basketball coach, and now as a professional player. Yeah. Uh, so going back, my dad and I have been going to the games for um, 20 plus years now. Um, my dad actually sent me a picture, or showed me a picture today of me as a, ugh, a seven-year-old uh, with a poster and Mike, Mike was signing it right next to me. So um, I don't know, like you said, he's so positive. They call him the loosest coach in America for a reason. Um, you know, if you read his book or, or watching the interviews, he talks about making player connections from day one. And that has helped me out so much with teaching with, you know, I can't really teach these kids anything until I make a firm connection with them to know I got their back and they're with me too. And um, I don't know, just when he's on the sidelines, what he does to motivate players, it's just stuck with me ever since. And to be able to talk to him last night um, was the icing on the cake. It was such an awesome experience. Hold, hold on, Jeff. Jeff, I want you to know something. My mother got her master's at Notre Dame back in the 60s. Wow. And she was one of only six women on campus. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yeah. So so grew up in a Notre Dame household, even though I grew up this far south. So nice of only six on campus. Things things were a little different back in the fifth, you know, going up until yeah. a certain time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, unfortunately, you lost me at you'll have to read his book because uh, yeah, Bernie and I reading? just don't read. But we'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, well, well, that, all right. So, all right. So that's 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 obviously awesome that that he you know took notice of you and called you. So, do you know what the future is going to be with this relationship at all? I mean, any anything that's going to come of that, or was it just an attaboy? <laughs> like, what what was what was this conversation about? How did it end? So, funny thing, um, he actually called. <laughs> He called me today at like 11 o'clock and I didn't answer. I was like one second away from answering, but I texted him and he didn't text me back. So I think he might've just missed, like didn't mean to call me, but that's okay. But um, <laughs> he mentioned last night um, he would love for me to come out to South Bend on like a football weekend and, and like be his partner and throw with the players, wow. which, would, which would be awesome. And I think he's going to, you know, um, possibly send me something special in the mail too. So, I mean, I would love for for the relationship to continue. I don't want to bug the guy, obviously, because he's got a job to do. But just to have kind of him in the in the back of my life would be incredible. Have you always been a Notre Dame fan? Always been a Notre Dame fan. I can't say I'm the biggest Notre Dame football fan in the, uh, in the world, but just basketball has always been in my blood since day one. That's awesome. That is really awesome. All right, we got we got to wrap things up with the whole wiffle ball thing because I'm sure I'm sure there are probably some people saying, "All right, we got to dive into this a little bit more." So, all right, so my first, right, so so much to dive into on this is is professional wiffle ball still a thing? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the World Wiffle Ball Championship is actually this weekend in Midlothian, Illinois. Um, technically, my last ever tournament playing um, wiffle ball. I played with the new Carlisle Newts. 
Um, it's a big team that's been been around for a while, and we won last year. Um, but yeah, of course it's you still did. a thing. Of course you won it. <laughs> <laughs> we got a we got a sixteen team league um, from around the area that still goes on every Sunday. So yeah, it's still it's still pumping out. Absolutely. So All are right, you so going to continue to play? No, I'm done. Yeah. How hard are you to hit, honestly? Um, it's so. Uh, You've no, seen me, videos of fast pitch. This by, is by, fast the way, pitch. by the way, he's left-handed too. He's a left-handed professional <laughs> wiffle ball pitcher. Uh, well, that's not. I'm a left-handed batter, actually. So. Yeah, <laughs> this that is, right, so now, now he's got your number even more. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> so this is slow pitch. Um, it's not uh, like you know lob ball, but it's you know I I throw a knuckle like I said, uh, backdoor slider. All all you're really doing is when you release the ball, the ball has to be higher than where you released it at. I got you. I got um, you. There's no strike zone. You can take as many pitches as you want. It's a pitch to hit league. Um, so things do get a little dicey sometimes with guys taking too many pitches. But um, for the most part, it's pretty competitive and laid back. And everyone hates those guys, don't they? Tell the truth. They hate them. The guys that are just taking pitches. Taking oh, pitches. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. It's wiffle ball. Swing the bat. Let's go. They, Absolutely. They do you throw at those guys? Do you hit them? <laughs> <laughs> Get off! Go, go, for their, go for their head. Put one. Put one right in the <laughs> one right in their temple. A wiffle ball. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man! Wow, the wiffle ball. I still can't believe that. When you I remember when you first told me that, I, I'm like, wow. I'm like, is this guy really telling the truth? Is this, like really professional wiffle ball? That was awesome. All right, so all right, so here's another question that people uh, like, and Shelby, you can probably chime in on this as well because you touched on it earlier. Like, tell me about the the work ethic of Mark, because that's, that's a question that people have reached out to us about on social media. Can you ask the players how much they practice? What, what, what is their daily routine? Like, how do they practice? So what does he do when he's practicing and how much does he practice? I mean, he, like I said, so him being a teacher, he works Monday through Friday. So he is lucky enough that like in the wintertime, he's got the gym at school. He'll throw in there for a few hours after school. But honestly, he just kind of practices around his other commitments, really. I mean, he I, I would say you practice what, at least four or five days a week. Yeah. Um, but it's just we between me working and him working and having to travel and whatever, it, it is kind of hard for him to find time. But that's that's the thing that I admire most about him is he will make a point to practice. Like it's not like, oh, well, I'll just practice tomorrow. He's like, no, I have to go out. I have to throw for a couple hours because you just have to make a point to if it's something that you want to be successful at, you really have to be mindful of it and make a point to make sure that you're doing what you need to do. And that's one thing that he even all through college. And he, that's something he's always been like that. If there's something that yeah. he wants to do, if there's something he wants to be good at, he's just going to put his head down and do whatever he needs to do to be good at it. Mark, Mark, do you practice situational um, throwing at all? Or do, you just, or do you literally just try to put them all in the hole? Like I was talking to Jordan Power one day. He was, he was I, I've heard others say it, but he was the first one to tell me. He literally will put boards or, or bags down on the board to practice different shots. Do you practice situations like that? Yeah, absolutely. So a couple things. Um, I do do the situational stuff, but my only thing is I want to throw, I want to throw the blocker onto the board instead of placing it there. Um, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, step out and throw the shot instead of putting it back like to the left of the, of the board. So I want to like actually throw a block and then shoot my airmails rather than putting a bag on the board. It's just more game-like. 
Right. And then the other, um, the other thing is yesterday, Phil and I threw for about four or five hours in this uh, big like air dome about 30 minutes away from us. And one of the, it was raining on the way to um, the facility and I actually have a truck. So the, one of the boards got a little wet. It was facing up and the other board was facing down. So when we got into the facility, <laughs> Phil commented on it right away. He was like, this board feels, feels faster and this board feels slower. One of the boards was extremely fast. You couldn't throw a block. You're going hole for hole. The <laughs> other board, you know, you throw the bag hard as hard as hell and it was stopping right in front. So it was like best of both worlds. I get to practice both, both sides of the game. So wait, all right. So wait a second. So you threw, and we've only got like, like a minute and a half left here, but real quick, this brings up an issue. So the broadcast court boards are normally so are, are normally slicker, right? So are you saying you'd rather do a block and airmail game, but you were, but you just decided to throw 36 straight in the hole because the boards were slicker. Is that how this happens? Uh, no, not at all. Um, no, he was, yeah. that's the kind of game I want to play. Okay. Okay. Um, gotcha. football, but in a sense with round limited, you know, I absolutely have to practice throwing blocks and throwing step out shots and, you okay. know, trying to roll bag and cut shot from time to time. So there is part of the game where I need to practice that kind of stuff. Got it. Gotcha. All right, guys. Unfortunately, we only have time for one more question. Shelby, are you jealous of Philip? <laughs> oh, absolutely. absolutely. Sometimes I do debate if he loves Phil more than me. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I don't think there's any question about that. He definitely loves Philip more. I mean, he definitely loves you more. <laughs> well, hey guys, hey Shelby, thank you so much uh, for well, coming on for with us. us. Mark, congratulations on your weekend and on your rise to success and your hard work, your dedication. You guys are terrific, and uh, Mark, look forward to seeing you guys again here down the road. Thank yeah, you so thanks, much, guys. Thanks for Thank making you. us the fifth podcast you came on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Man, wow. Talk about a power couple all of a sudden here in the uh, ACL. Jeez. That's awesome. Yeah, very, next, very good you know kids. Next, I was thinking we got to have Jamie Graham and Kaylee Hunter on together. That's kind of fun, right? Yeah. That would, yeah, that would be different. Yeah. All right. Uh, have a great week. Oh, actually, I'll see you, what, in about 48 hours or so. so. Yeah, yeah. Well, when actually, this airs, I'll see you the next TV, day. Yeah, yeah. By the time all 13 people watch, yeah, we'll, we'll actually be together. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right, man. I'll see you later. All right, brother. Bye, everybody.